0: cherished and descending listeners is another beautiful and blessed wednesday and we here at multimedia are happy to bring you another wonderful edition of your favorite business development program on radio masterclass masterclass is part by joy business and brought to us by goyle goyle good energy goyle yenara yedia Masterclass is also brought to us by Lancaster University. They boast of having one or the only British university campus in all of West Africa. By all means, if you're thinking of tertiary education, think Lancaster University. Masterclass is also proudly brought to us by GCB. GCB, your bank for life my name as always is Yabanafo, and i'm excited to be your host for today's edition of masterclass a very good afternoon also to my very good friend mr ronald mate who is the CISO of gcb last week he took time out to spend some time here with us on the show sharing with us 10 things that companies should be looking out for in protecting themselves in this digital age and that conversation was exciting and interesting hopefully at some point in the year. Maybe we'll get the privilege of sitting again with Mr. Ronald Marty. But again, like all good things, that conversation did come to an end. And today we continue again with another exciting conversation. You recall all those times when you had a bit of money and you didn't know what to do with it and you were asking questions about where do I place this money? Which one will bring me the greatest investment? Which one will bring me the, the minimum risk? Well, today Masterclass brings to you a conversation that will seek to address that concern that you have. Here on Masterclass, we bring you conversations that you would otherwise have had to pay for, and we bring people of renown to share those conversations with us. Today, we'll be talking about portfolio construction and investment risk. It sounds like a lot of English, but trust me, it just means when you have a bit of money, where do you put it? And in making that decision, how do you make that decision so that you do it at a minimum risk? and maximum return. Everybody has a bit of money they want to put somewhere for the future, whether you're saving it, whether you're putting it in treasury bills, whether you're buying some bonds, whether you are building a house to rent which, wherever you are putting it, it's part of your investment portfolio. The finance people, they like to talk big English, but <laughs> we'll break it down today on the show so that we can all understand and become better for you. Once again, you're welcome to this conversation. I'll be privileged to be in this conversation with the managing director of GCB Capital. is in the person of Mr. Kofi Ewuku, And he has one of those resumes that um, when I grew up, I want to be like him. So Kofi is an investment banking Global Markets Expect, and also a corporate banker with nearly two decades of experience in capital markets, in risk management, in syndications, and in project finance. He currently heads the GCB Capital Limited, the investment banking subsidiary of Ghana's largest bank, which is GCB. Kofi has led GCB Capital, a startup in landmark initiatives and transactions in advisory, debt capital, fund management, and housing solutions. Kofi holds a cross-continent MBA from the Fuqua Business School. Duke University um, from the United States of America. He also has an LLB from Central University, and he has a BSc administration from the University of Ghana. My guest for this afternoon is Mr. Kofi Eukukofi. You're welcome yeah. to the show. Thank you very much. When I read your CV, I feel like, Charlie, I should go back to school. Girl. Oh, it doesn't. <laughs> but Masterclass Thank is happy you. to have you this afternoon. My pleasure to be here. Um, oftentimes, you hear people talk about, you know, have a bit of money. Even in these hard times, you know, <laughs> the, the, there's an ironic thing. Even when things are hard, certain things will happen. People will always turn a small profit in their business or some revenue will come in. They will by all means pay school fees. They will have to buy food for their household. They will buy power. There are certain basic things that will happen. And when we say things are hard, things are not hard for everybody. Don't, don't make the mistake and think <laughs> that we are, also, we that are not all suffering. Some people are not suffering. Mm-hmm. They have money to place. How do they make these decisions in a way that brings them benefit and also has a spiral effect? Because the thing about investment also is that um, it's like pointing a finger. You get the benefit, but the people who get to work with your money also turn, I mean, a little benefit to themselves Absolutely also. Correct, yes. So it's not just you, it's yes. you and everyone else in the process, which becomes communal and it's helpful.
1: It's an entire ecosystem. Exactly. Yes. Today,
0: I will refrain from using the technical terms. I'll leave that to you, <laughs> so that my listeners okay. can also bring the conversation home, you know, so that all my people who are listening to me in Makola, and um, all the way from um, Ajigano, Ajingo the man, good afternoon to you. He likes to, he likes to listen to the show. Right. He'll be able to understand that if he's got 5,000 Ghana cities. If it's got 10,000 Ghana cities, that rice seller across the road who has got 12,000 Ghana cities, how can they make that 12,000 cities grow for them so that they can get some extra and meet on it if you like so let's start the conversation introduce okay. it and then we get into the meat of it
1: very well thank yes. you thank you so much Yao. and um it's my pleasure to be here mm. and i particularly like how you positioned um this whole conversation we wow. have sort of moved away from the talk about convincing people to invest mm. We, we, are, we are moving on i mean the best time to have that conversation that best time to invest was yesterday mm. the second best time is today so if you still need convincing to get into the habit of making investments um, i'm afraid i late, mm. right mm. um so to, to so to speak um, but let me start off by saying that this conversation is also particularly important because from where we sit we had discovered that while the message to do investments has sunk in somewhat. People to a large extent have not had the other side of it. Beyond the decision to invest, what do you do? How do you do it? Mm-hmm. What should you look out for? I mean, there's always the risk factor, right? And so we, we acknowledge that that sort of conversation, we've not had enough of it. And so um, I'm particularly happy that we're talking in this direction also you are aware that um gcb capital in uh partnership with, with the government has been working on the bailout for clients of uh defunct fund management companies whose mm. license were, wh- whose licenses were revoked mm. now one of the learnings we have from dealing with um, these clients of the defunct, defunct firms is that many of them didn't exactly know what they were doing mm. it's good that they were into investing but perhaps they could have benefited. And it's not just peculiar to them. This is happening because we are dealing with them. But I believe that even people who are investing with well-functioning assets now, um, could, could still do with a bit of an understanding of what it is they are getting into who um, have a full knowledge of what they are putting their money into, the potential risk, and what sort of expectations to have, the return. Mm-hmm. It's not just a matter of um, putting X amount of money in a particular asset, but do you understand the asset? Do you are, are you aware of the potential risks that you could suffer? And on the flip side, yes, the return. The return may be attractive, may be nice, but what drives a return? Do you know that, that a certain quantum of return comes with a certain level of risk? And are you prepared for that? So I'm happy we're going to have that uh, conversation. Yeah. It's interesting you talk about the risks and
0: understanding exactly what you're doing. And then you you, you strategically place the return at the last point. Yes. <clears> Off <throat> air Before we came on, we're having a conversation. And I think that for most people, let's say about seven out of 10, uh, being modest here, who go out to consider an investment mm-hmm. are thinking, what's in it for me? Precisely. Precisely. I dare say that there are a few people who even think The risk is for the fund manager to bear. It's for him to think about and not me, the investor. Mm. But that's what this conversation is going to highlight. That you are the carrier of your investment and you are the one placing the money. Mm -hmm. The loss hits you hardest than anyone else. And therefore, it's not just what's in it for me, but what risk am I taking to acquire that benefit that I'm looking at? And it's important to look at that.
1: Yes. You're right. You're absolutely right. Um, so the, the, whole, the, the whole conversation starts and ends with, um, what are you doing? Mm. It's you. A professional fund manager might come in to help you along the way, mm-hmm. right? Or guide you in a particular direction or the other. It's a service. They render mm-hmm. for a fee. But you must remain in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. And so the fund manager's actions must even be driven by your preferences, mm-hmm. your choices. But let's start. Um, first of all... Um, what is even investing i mean you can Mm -hmm. define investment in a thousand different ways but one that i particularly like is by a gentleman called benjamin graham Mm -hmm. and he says that an investment operation is one which after a thorough analysis promises the safety of principle and an adequate return Mm -hmm. and it doesn't end there he goes on to say that operations not meeting these requirements are speculative. Yeah, now I dare say (laughs) that there are too many of us Mm -hmm. who think we are doing investments but we're actually just speculating. There are some key elements that go into it. Um, Thorough analysis. Mm -hmm. The safety of principle. You Mm -hmm. You just don't want to throw your money at something where you risk losing it. At the very minimum, don't lose your principal. Mm-hmm. You may lose some expected returns, right? And then beyond that, also, an adequate return. The return should be adequate. Mm-hmm. All too often in our market, and we've seen various um, schemes come and go, but people always jump at it. Our mm-hmm. market seems to have a preference for hey, I hear there's some deal here or there's some investment package here, this product there that will give you 30, 50, 70% in mm-hmm. a month's time, and we want to jump at that without a thorough analysis, right? That is speculation and not investment. In fact, mm. you talked about
0: adequate return. Absolutely. Again, off air, we're having this, this conversation and we're laughing about mm. it, that there are few people in our economy today who transact business, and they're actually making losses, if you if you take a look at their books, but they think they're making profits. And I'll explain why I say that. If you took $100,000 to Dubai, let's say you, you're into baby, baby items. Right. And the value of that $100,000 a professional can tell you that that hundred thousand dollars can make you one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> That's the strength of that hundred thousand, taking right. into account every economic factor, macro right. and micro. All in is one hundred and fifty thousand so dollars, and you have a fifty percent return. Exactly, and you take the hundred thousand and you go and buy baby clothes because your sister is into mother care. Right, and you come back and you sell and you make one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. I wish to submit to you that you have declared a loss and you have not gained an adequate return. You may consider your principal and the 30,000 on it as being on top of the principal and therefore it's not exactly a loss in terms of you know financial computing. But if it is less than your your the maximum optimum mm. possibility of the 100,000 what would you call that would that be uh, an inadequate return?
1: Well, it, it could be one of two things. It, it may be inadequate in that it's a suboptimal return. Mm-hmm. That is That's after the factoring in everything. Okay. Exactly. That is after factoring in everything, mm-hmm. or it may actually be a loss because um, if you uh, you do an all-in analysis, and we talked about thorough analysis mm-hmm. in Benjamin Graham's uh, definition, the all-in ana- analysis expects you to turn a certain minimum return. Mm-hmm. So if it's below that. And you now have to factor in your your costs and expenses. Then you would um, have made a loss. Mm. So that's also um, a possibility. I mean, it's it's one of of two things. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, um, the 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 important thing is. Number one, you yourself, what you're getting into, it must involve some present sacrifice. Mm. Typically, it's money, but it may also be even time, mm-hmm. or some effort. Right. If you're investing, you make that. Uh, that uh, present sacrifice as an investor also you will definitely keep an eye on the return right mm-hmm. and like we said it should be adequate it shouldn't it should not be outrageous i mean there, there are there are schemes that are offered to you and sometimes you just need to take a step back and and <laughs> and wonder if you are really prepared to take on that risk but not too often we jump at it because it looks too exciting right um if you're investing you should also um, have a view to, to grow your assets Right, to grow what it is that you're, you're doing with the money. Or your, your objective may be just to earn some regular routine income from it, mm-hmm. or perhaps both. But you should have worked all of that uh, out thoroughly, oh, and you should know how that's going to happen over time. Mm. Ultimately, you invest to do wealth creation, right? Um, that's why there's a distinction between savings and investment. You don't want to be putting your money in something that um, is perhaps just protecting the corpus or the principle. Without really growing, even if you do not have the intention of uh, doing a value or a growth uh, investment but looking for some income, there should be even that income should be flowing in regularly, and when all is factored in you you are creating wealth so that 's important and then finally, the critical questions to ask: what is your investment objective? It is not um, uh, simply about what somebody's offering what are you as an investor looking for what do you hope to return um, earn from your investment uh what asset classes are you interested in and we'll talk about risk tolerance as we go along mm-hmm. i mean there is risk we'll talk about what risk is but beyond us understanding the risk what are individual risk tolerance levels mm-hmm. because like we said it's all about you not the fund manager not the investment advisor or the investment professional so what's your personal uh risk tolerance uh, we'll talk about all of those things. Um, so perhaps if you permit, uh, I would just want to talk a bit quickly about the common investment assets, because that's yes. not really what we want to be talking about. We want to talk, into the, uh, talk more on the risk side of things. Let's go ahead. Now. But uh, commonly in Ghana, we tend to have uh, <laughs> fixed income investments. Um, these are your regular treasury bills that people are familiar with, plus some others that are typically issued by mm-hmm. uh, bank and non-bank financial institutions, um, certificates of deposit, fixed deposits, etc., all fall under fixed income. I'll talk a bit about them. There is equities or shares. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are collective investment schemes, which many of us are familiar with. Typically, we talk about mutual funds or unit trust. And uh, there's real estate. These tend to be the main ones in Ghana. But the others uh, which you can lump under um, another... Class called alternatives. And alternatives are not um, a finely defined class. What may be considered an alternative investment uh, in Ghana may be a mainstream regular investment to someone else in Senegal, for instance. Mm. Or what even may be considered an alternative investment to me here in Accra, Mm -hmm. um, if I were staying uh, by the beach in Ada within some nice luxury Mm resorts, I probably would have some other. um, asset class as as the main investment mm-hmm. and something else in my alternatives. Yeah. So there are all of those. And uh, I've mentioned a few uh, these ones. Uh, what is fixed income investments in the first place? Mm-hmm. Which is one of the commonest. Um, so fixed income investments are typically interest paying, right? Um, you give your money to some uh, entity, usually the government in the form mm-hmm. of treasury bills. When you buy treasury bills, you are lending money to the government. The government. The government is borrowing from you, the investor. It's right. all about you. You are you are center stage, right? Um so the government now makes a, a promise that they will pay you some return. Mm-hmm. Uh typically for the shorter end and I mean the the short term investments, mm-hmm. um, the treasury bills 91 day one eighty two, etc, the um, investment is sort of the return, sorry, is sort of paid to you upfront in that um if you want to buy a hundred thousand CD um, investment, um, you may um, commit upfront maybe ninety five thousand, and then on maturity you get a hundred. So mm-hmm. upfront um, you have gotten that mm-hmm. benefit, right? Uh, but in the longer term instruments, where we move into bonds, mm-hmm. and bonds have become quite popular in Ghana lately, uh, and I'm I'm happy about that. Um, until some t- not not too long ago, we we knew treasury bills only true now you have people walking and want to buy bonds yeah, So i'm happy we have an egg, sadly uh, sovereign bonds um i mean well once it's issued by the government is sovereign um and then uh, there's a the corporate bonds a number of corporate entities have issued bonds some are listed mm-hmm. um on on the fixed income uh, market and then of course um so you, you can do that um, those are a bit more long term and then um the b- beside the promise of the return um, fixed income investments come with some certainty. That addresses the question that you you, you alluded to earlier. People want to know how much will I earn, mm. right? Uh, it's it's called fixed income because at the time you're buying, it's um, a five-year bond that promises to pay you 17% per annum. So you know for sure that you're getting the 17% return annually. So it's fixed, right? Unlike the other asset class that I'll move on to presently, like shares, Shares have also, have also been quite uh, popular in our market. And um, we've had a stock exchange that has been active for several years now. People have um, done uh, share investing for, 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 for some time now. Shares, unlike fixed income instruments, mm-hmm. do not guarantee or commit to provide you a certain defined return. You can buy a fixed income and a bond that says you're getting 16% per annum on it. When you buy shares, there is no such defined uh, guarantee, or there's no defined promise. However, it comes with its own pluses as well. Uh, when you buy shares, you become a part owner of the company into which you have invested, the company whose shares you have bought, whether privately or publicly on the stock exchange. Now, in return, you get a promise of, uh, of earning dividend. When the company does well in a the, in the year, they declare what we call dividend. They share a bit of the profit to you as a shareholder, as an investor in that company. Right, there is also the, 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 the opportunity to earn what we call uh capital gain. Mm-hmm. If you buy um your Banafo company um, mm-hmm. share mm-hmm. at one CD per share day one, and come day 25, less than a month later, it's okay. trading at one city 20 pesos, you've made some 20 per um, square return. It's called capital gain, mm-hmm. really. It's on paper until you actually sell and then you make that money, right? right? But it's like you bought um yeah, a piece of cloth. Um, some wax print for one CD, and you get to sell it for one CD 50 or so, per Mm -hmm. se, sometime down the line. That's a return. Mm -hmm. But the thing about these also is that, whereas shares have uh, proven themselves over time, generally, Mm -hmm. historically, to be um, very good at giving you returns in terms of dividends and capital gain and growth of the value of your investment over time, it is not guaranteed. So shares are deemed to be a bit more risky Mm -hmm. compared to fixed income, right? Uh, but we can go into the nuances of it. Um there, there, there are the the pluses and minuses to all of that. And then another important asset class in our market are what we call the collective investment schemes. Um this covers the the whole um Set of unit trust investments, mutual fund investments, and they have been quite popular um, in Ghana uh, for some time. There are some that are even household names, mm. right? People even refer to some mutual funds by a particular uh, mm. name, yes. yes. So um, people have been used to that. Now, there's a there, there are interesting uh, notes about mutual funds, and it's particularly good for the conversation we are having now. Because I know we are talking to um, a a wide listenership and viewership, right? Not everybody may have the 50,000 or 100,000 plus to do certain uh, Mm. bespoke investments where you can get a, a manager to actually do a portfolio for you or even on your own with a bit of knowledge to do something by yourself. But you could always also, with a little token, sometimes in the, in the tens or just hundreds of cities, mm-hmm. um, invest in a mutual fund or, or a unit trust, right? And what these do is that they pull funds, they collect funds from various investors mm-hmm. and then place that money uh, in selected investment managed professionally by the fund manager right. so that you are spared the headache of uh or the burden of what to buy what not to buy making when to buy decisions. exactly making wrong decisions um the, the, all of that is handled by a professional and then mutual funds uh, also tends to have an identity of their own mm. and so if i may hop back a bit to um the bailout i i referred to earlier I mean, um people would realize that whereas um People that were invested in the collapsed firm, uh, firms directly mm-hmm. um, are being managed in a particular way um, by as a GCB capital. People that were invested in mutual funds mm-hmm. um, have simply been transferred to other fund managers because a mutual fund um, as a safety feature right. is a, 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 a separate legal entity on its own. So if the manager went down, mm-hmm. all that needed to be done was for a new manager to take over and run it, right? But- and that gives some kind of security to the investor as well as it sure it does, does. Yes. it sure does yes so that is it and like i said there are alternatives also which could cover everything from real estate um through um there are etfs um etfs are called exchange uh, exchange traded funds these are mm-hmm. Funds that pull money just like the um, mm-hmm. collective investment schemes I described, but then they um, are also listed on the stock exchange as an added uh, security feature. Um, so there are ETFs, you could also do private uh, cap, uh, private equity or venture capital mm-hmm. investing, you could do commodity, for instance, you could even do uh, livestock. I mean, mm-hmm. these are all investments that uh, I mean, a lot of people would are putting money into farming, yes, animal
0: farming lately. A lot of right. people are doing into fish farming, absolutely, into yes. animal farming, piggies. Mm-hmm. And all that i've got a few friends who had and the thing is that people are looking to put their money somewhere and depending on what your orientation or the information available to you is, mm-hmm. you choose to go in a certain direction so it's interesting that we're talking about um all the other alternative investments yeah and the fact that they are also equally considered under the investment umbrella
1: yes i mean they they all fall under the entire the wide gambit of investments and um, uh, so to move on from your point uh, when, when you have knowledge or a bit of knowledge of what all these various asset classes are, the next question then is, how do you select what to put your money in? Because exactly. like I said, um, right now, we how do you make point, the decision? How do you make the decision? There's a number of factors you consider. Ultimately, I mean, you can always... Um, uh, talk, talk to us. I mean, the smart uh, ladies mm. and gentlemen at GCP Capital mm. and similar places can um, guide you. Mm. But we want to, the conversation to uh, be positioned such that you walk to a, f- an, a fund manager or an mm. investment advisor with, with with some capacity to ask questions, right. so that you help them help you do the right thing. Mm. It is you in the center, mm. right? So. Um, This whole conversation we are having is to equip people with uh, tools um, around some of these things. So how do you select the asset? You don't just take somebody's word for it. Mm -hmm. So somebody uh, even proposes uh, a particular investment vehicle for you. Your question should be around um, who is behind it, right? Um, How is that industry performing? Mm -hmm. What is is its history? Um, How have things happened in that industry? What's the performance of that particular investment asset? What's a track record? Track record um, of management, of the industry um, on, on a wider level, of that particular investment vehicle. And the track record bit can be tricky because that is where somebody could, uh, somebody could come to you and say, well, this investment asset is doing, um, what, 50% per month, right? And they can demonstrate some track record. But do you want to just take that or you want to ask a few other questions? Right, 50% compared to what? What is the industry you're operating in? What is a wider market, the economy, the Ghanaian economy you are operating in? Um, how are they able to promise 50%? Mm-hmm. Knowing where inflation is, knowing where um, uh, policy rates is, knowing where even comparable um, investment assets like treasuries are. Mm-hmm. Granted that treasuries may, um, may pay less right? Because they are deemed to be the safe mm-hmm. investments, right? So, um, you, you want to use the treasury as a benchmark that at the very minimum, we as fund managers, we promise we want to, we will try to manage your funds and pay you treasury plus a certain return, right? So do that comparison. What, what are the uh, relative rates? If you're doing something like, uh, real estate, you want to also want to talk about things like location, right? You don't just jump into it, but where is it going to be? If it's a related investment and not your home mm-hmm. to live in, um, then you want to earn some good rental income you know what's your rental yield going to be if i locate it in a particular place versus that other place mm-hmm. right um then there's an the all important risk factor which will come to presently mm-hmm. so you have to f- consider all of these there are tax implications for, for some assets there are some assets you put your money in um it has peculiar tax implications mm-hmm. there are some that the honorable minister will announce every year at the budget reading that mm-hmm. these ones are tax-free mm-hmm. right so all of those considerations what is your own horizon Mm. how long do you want to invest? It's not just a matter of, yes, I want to do investing. How long are you prepared to go? It, it feeds into your risk your tolerance also. It feeds into other factors like even your age. Age should determine um, whether it makes sense. And I use sense advisedly uh, to um, do one particular asset and not the other. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you have to consider all of those. Um, it's, interesting, the- it's interesting
0: you mention all those points
1: because, mm. you see, even before I,
0: I look at the example of the real estate, for everyone who has invested and lost money, their investment decision was good until it wasn't. And so, I mean, when it comes to things like track record, you know, people would typically shy away from areas where they have little knowledge of. And that's Mm -hmm. why we always say here on Masterclass that there are people who are trained to do specific things. Don't try to be a jack of all trades. Seek professional help. We're talking here about investment. There are investment professionals who will help you and ask the right questions. Because we don't know, we take the first set of information that comes to us about track record. And then the companies are good until they are not because we didn't ask the right question. So the learning point here is that don't just throw your money at investments because your friend is doing it or because someone is doing it and is yielding good profit. The variable in every investment conversation is you. you are the variable in every investment conversation and when i say variable it means that the set of circumstances that surround you your risk appetite how long your money can be gone for if you if you lose the money you know what are the things that will be lost all of those things are different because you are different so you you can't be comparing yourself to person b and saying Mm -hmm. oh but as soon as he did it it, it and it worked for him Which is all too often the case. And that's why, because you can't anticipate all of these things, talk to a professional so that you can make the right decision. So you don't go with your head. There are people who made certain decisions, I mean, apart from the fact that they were greedy. They didn't Mm -hmm. have the right set of information. And their hands are on their head, you know, because things went bust. There are people who also asked the right questions in that same period. And they saw through. Yes. And therefore did not make the decision. The difference between the two of you is that one asked the right set of questions the other didn't so when you are taking
1: your hard-earned money somewhere ask the right questions spot on spot (laughs) on i mean you just hit the nail right on the head um you need to ask the right questions um because the the point is um you don't need to walk into you don't need to be an investment professional you don't need to be knowledgeable about everything but you also don't have to walk um into um a fund manager or some investment advisor's office Um, expecting to take only what they tell you like Nsenka, hey, mm, right? Mm. You don't want to do that. You, that is one of the reasons why we are doing what we d- we're doing today, do, having this conversation and then telling you that look if up you you what, It's
0: like, getting really interesting and I want mm. us to get interactive. Right. Let's take a quick message from our sponsors. When we come back, we okay. can open the phone line and then continue to share so that our listeners that can fine. also right. be a part of it. This is Masterclass here on the Superstation Joy 99.7. We're spending time with Mr. Kofi Ewuku, Managing Director at GCB Capital and he's sharing some thoughts with us on investment tips. You have some money you want to put it away. What are the decisions you make what are the questions you ask we're going to be getting interactive but before we do that we'll take a quick message from our sponsors we'll be right back
1: Our favorite on-air business development program, Joy Business Masterclass, is in session. And you can interact with us on Facebook via the Joy99.7 FM or Joy Business pages. If you tweet, the handle is at Joy997FM or at Joy JoyBusinessGH. Don't forget to hashtag JBMasterclass. You can also call us on 0302-216541 or send your questions and contributions through to the WhatsApp number 0551-1119 Nine seven, and our facilitators will address your concerns. Attention, everyone. Class is in progress.
0: Welcome back. If you've just tuned in, this is Masterclass. My name, is always, is Yabanafo, and I'm happy to be your host for today's edition of Masterclass. We're spending time in the studio with Mr. Kofi Ewoku, who's the Managing Director, at GCB Capital, and he's sharing some... Good information with us on things to look out for before you place your money. Portfolio construction and investment risks. What are the questions that you don't ask? For which reason sometimes we get our fingers bent. All of those here on Masterclass. We're interactive right now. Numbers to call 0302-216-541. That's 0302-216-541. Pick up that phone. Give us a call. If you're driving, please do not make a call while you're driving because we definitely (laughs) want you to arrive alive. If you're driving, just make sure you park off and give us a call 0302216541. Or you can also send us your comments on zero five five one 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 nine nine seven. Goyle has some great news for us if you have any motor vehicle of any kind. Goyle is rewarding all of its prepaid Go-Card go customers with up to two percent discounts per liter on all fuels. You can also enjoy discounts on lubricants at all Go stations nationwide. So join the Go Club by visiting doll stations or offices, or go to the Goyle website registration.goyle.com.gh. Goyle, good Energy. Goyle, Ya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. GCB personal loans. With a GCB Personal Loan, salaried workers can meet all their financial obligations with a smile, whether you want to address issues of your educational fees or urgent medical expenses or pop-up expenses or bills or home makeovers or renovations or even vacations or that holiday you've been thinking about for a very long time. By all means, do get in touch with the nearest GCB branch, or you can call them on 0800-422-422 for a GCB Personal Loan. GCB, your bank for life we're interactive right now 0302 or 055 i think i have a caller on the line already good afternoon you're welcome to masterclass your name and uh, where you're calling from my name is Ni calling from asylum down good afternoon Ni. uh how is asylum down this afternoon it
2: was very hot, <laughs> <laughs> okay, very, Ni, very hot. Ni, Ni talk to me okay. i need i need i need advice right Okay, all right. So, this thing happened recently. My wife wants to buy a car. Mm. She goes to a showroom, and then she gets a quote. She gives the quote to her company, and well, the thing is about what uh, the company was giving. Mm. The company access to top up. Right. But to top up, you have to pay it to the car company first. Their balance, to, so that the, when the when the company sorry so that the company will give you the rest of the money. Correct. Yes. Correct. Okay, so let's say you have to pay five thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and then the company pays the rest, and then the company tells you that okay, all right, it's in dollars. So today, uh, today the dollar is six point five. Uh, down. Okay, it's uh, six point five. To the dollar so come and pay six thousand dollars of that equivalent then you go and pay that down the line like three weeks down the line there's an issue with uh your the lady's husband and the owner of the company then for some reason <laughs> the can the company say they are not going to sell the car to the woman again and if yes in paying back the money, what do you have to do? Do you have to pay back the money exit break at the same conversion as you did previously? Right,
0: right, yes. right. I think it's a very valid question. Um, please keep listening. We will definitely answer that question. Ms. Ewoku has made a mental note of it. I've got another caller on the line. Good afternoon. You're welcome to Masterclass. Your name oh, and where you're calling from. Good afternoon. My name is James Good afternoon, James. Where are you calling from please, this afternoon? I'm calling from my Leboche. How is Asha Leboche this afternoon, James? It's fantastic. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, Talk to me, James. Yeah, we, we, we are looking for jobs. <laughs> it is well, it is well, James. Uh, Talk to me. Okay, so I'm going to find out if the Capital is employed. Sorry, I, I missed that. Please, uh, please... Are DCC Capital employed? Employed? Um, you mean, are they employing? Are they recruiting? Yes, Right. Okay, so um Mr. Wuku will answer that question here on <laughs> the show as well. Um okay, so let's start with the last question. He wants right. to know if you're
1: recruiting. Um uh presently uh no. We've okay. done some recent recruitments but we filled our vacancies at the moment. Okay,
2: yeah.
0: But James, you never know when you see the thing is when they when they are recruiting they won't they won't put it they won't come and sit on Joy FM and say it. <laughs> so go to the office tomorrow morning and submit your, your application. You can ask to see Mr. Wukul. Say you heard him on Joy FM. And so you are bringing your, your CV to his personal attention. So that when there's a job opening... As then, and
1: when there's an opening. Yes, yes. Then,
0: then he may consider you for the shortlist. <laughs> yes. But then the second right. question. Yes. Long story short, someone makes a, a purchase agreement mm-hmm. with a company. Pa- part of the payment is... Um, Supposed to be made from from another party, yes. but the payment is dollar dollar denominated,
1: yeah.
0: and I'm sure the payment was made in C D. So right. then you know it keeps the rate keeps changing. Right at some point, the this whole business truncates and it can no longer continue. Yes. If a refund is to be made, the question is asking is number one, can the company decide that they will sell the car again, and number two, if they decide they will sell again and they are paying back,
1: at what rate should they be paying back? Um, no, So, I found that to be a particularly interesting question because um, I, if I heard him well, I, I think the answer will be um, easily discernible from the legal documentation around exactly. it. Exactly. I mean, some of these are always, these things are typically spelled out, mm-hmm. uh, even in the event that there is no specific provisions mm-hmm. in the, the documentation addressing that matter. Um, There should be a way to... It's it's more of a a private contract um, arrangement and the terms therein than a general investment question. Um, What maybe could be handled from the public Mm. angle is um, if there's exchange rate movement Mm. and... it's now moved adversely against one partner. Mm. Again, it, I think it's a question of uh, legal documentation and what the lawyers... Yeah, let me just weigh in there. there. I yes. mean, I think that I agree with
0: you entirely. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is Ni from Asylum now. Yeah. Ni, if there was a, an SLA, a sales and purchase agreement, you know, mm-hmm. or an SPA, sorry, yes, covering yes. the purchase, then in the SPA, your lawyer would have made sure that these terms and conditions were agreed. I'm assuming that there was no SPA. If there was no SPA, then it's open to negotiation and it becomes a subject of arbitration yeah. at some point. If they are paying, can they say they will not sell again? Um, I suppose that if the product is unavailable, they at some point will ask you to wait. And if the wait is too long, then you may
1: decide that you are you are going to discontinue.
0: Yeah. You know?
1: Definitely, by making some payments, there's been exactly. some commitments made. So, there are obligations that have been created. Exactly. And um, it will go down to what the legal position is between precisely,
0: the parties. Precisely, and if they are paying you back, I suppose that it should be at the same rates that you also pay them, so that there's no loss in there. Um, I'm not sure if that, that sort of answers the question for you. Um, let's get some other calls coming through. 0302216541. What investment decisions have you made recently? Which ones are you thinking of making? Who are you talking to what questions have you asked have you looked at all the risks do you know someone who has made investment decisions and they've made the wrong ones pick up that phone let's share the experiences the reason we do this is because life is too short to make all the mistakes ourselves so let's <laughs> learn from other people's mistakes so that we can all become better for it zero three zero two two and six five four one you can send us your comments on zero five five one 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 nine nine seven we're also streaming live on facebook and so if you have any um, comments you're watching us on facebook you can also send your comments to facebook and we'll be my production team will make sure that we read them i'll be picking up your comments on whatsapp um very shortly so do send them to zero five five one 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 nine nine seven let's keep uh the conversation going right while we wait for the phone
1: lines to okay. make. yes good we will do um so there was one final point i wanted to make um before the break and and that was uh that had to do with discipline see when you have decided on what to do and you factored in all your, your, your risk considerations, and we'll talk about risk um, um, majorly shortly, the risk also the element of discipline that is required. Mm. And um, I, I, I studied under a gentleman once called Reginald France and who used the word stick-to-itism. You work stick it out. To itism. Yes, you work Please it out. Please hold that for me. Itism. I think I have
0: a caller on the line. Yes. Good afternoon. You're welcome to Masterclass. Your name and where you're calling from. Hello,
2: afternoon.
0: Good afternoon. Sorry, please. Your name is... And where are you are calling from? I'm Abie. Bridget. Abie. A- okay. And you're calling Abby. from... Abie, I'm calling from Nansuman. Right. Okay. How is Nansuman this afternoon? Ah, uh, my,
2: goodness, my goodness. Beautiful, but beautiful. Thank you all for your good
0: support. Right. Talk to me.
2: So, please, go to Nansuman. I have kids going to now. And I want to invest.
0: Okay, I, I I caught a part of your question. You have a, you have some money you want to invest a thousand dollars I think it is, okay. and yes. you, you you want to know which areas are recommended for you. Is that a question? Yes. Right. Okay. All right. Thank you. Please keep listening, and then we'll try and answer that question. So she's right. got a, a fair bit of money, and right. and she wants to put it into investment. Right. Um. I suppose that you would have wanted a further conversation
1: to ask all uh, the questions. Certainly. <laughs> um, so, Ab, um. I would always need to have um, a deeper conversation. Mm. Um, need to know uh, number one, what your objective is. What do you hope to get from this investment? Mm-hmm. Um, are you looking to just grow the value over time or are you looking for um, some regular income from it or are you looking for a mix of of, of, of both? Um, it would also be good to know what your risk tolerance is. What, How much risk can you take? Um, risk tolerance is very interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, you consider v- various things like the source of the money, how much time you have to invest, State what um, you pro- what other plans you have for it. Maybe further down the line, as I indicated earlier, even your age is, is an important consideration. Mm-hmm. Uh, so th- there's a lot more we need to find out before we can determine what would um, suit best a particular person's mm-hmm. um, um, investments. objective. But yeah. assuming that
0: it's on the on the, I mean, what recommend without being too specific to AB's mm-hmm. question,
1: if she has a thousand dollars, where is the best place to put a thousand dollars today? The the best place is the be, is the place that best suits the various things I talked about. Mm, there is never no a mm, general answer. So there's no one size
0: fits all. There isn't. Unfortunately, AB, you yeah. you need to get in touch with to, with us. Yes. Um, like I said, zero eight hundred four two two four two two, ask mm-hmm. to speak to Mister Kufiawuku, and uh, he'll be happy to have a further conversation with you. Unfortunately, he's unable to just prescribe where you should put your money, which is what we've been doing wrong, and that's what we're trying to um, teach against this afternoon. Um, I've got a question on WhatsApp. This one says, at age 60, which investment medium would you recommend for 10,000 Ghana cities? Do I need to invest
1: at all? Rex Odoi of Adenta. Good afternoon, Rex, to you. Right, uh, and good afternoon for me too, Rex. Um, at 60, I think it's a bit safer. Now I have an age bracket mm-hmm. to work with, right? Um, and typically, we would want to uh, lean towards being a bit more conservative. Um, the older we are, I mean, uh, sixty is not when you start taking aggressive risks. Mm-hmm. And so, um, again, without the benefit of all the additional info, because I mean, you could be sixty and still even more risk, risk um, aggressive mm-hmm. than somebody who is in his twenties. You never know. I mean, mm-hmm. These things are are, are, are not um, a straitjacket. So, but all things considered, mm-hmm. generally speaking, I would um, tell somebody sixty up. to to stay on uh, the less aggressive side of investing. So more in the the government papers, the treasury bills and treasury bonds. Mm. Um, Even if you want to do um, something longer term, you can still find government Mm. instruments, bonds that can go, that travel as long as um, what even 40 years plus, right? So um, that is what I will uh, conservatively um, advise Mm. um, with the limited information we have. Right. Um, what's our takeout from our
0: conversation today? I know that we're, we have the privilege of coming back to continue this conversation next week, but mm-hmm. what should we remember from today's conversation? We, we have tried to take away the test aspect of it mm-hmm. and make it very homey so that our listeners can appreciate it much better. Um, but what should we remember from today's
1: conversation? Um, two things. Number one, every investment decision has to have you in the center of it Mm -hmm. i mean you should be in the driver Uh, you should you should be in the driving seat and um, on that i'll actually uh, make a quote from um, Ayn Rand, um, Mm -hmm. a philosopher who said money is only a tool it will take you wherever you wish but it will not replace you as a driver Mm -hmm. so take out number Mm -hmm. one you now following from that is ask questions Ask questions. Wonderful. This has
0: been Masterclass here on Superstation Joy 99.7. We've been spending time with Mr. Kofiwuku, Managing Director at GCB Capital, and he's been sharing thoughts with us on where to place money. What amount of money do you have? How much do you want to place? Where do you want to put it? What are the questions?